You are about to listen to Where Your Treasure Is, the podcast where faith and finance meet. Please note that the views expressed are our own and in no way represent any form of financial advice. And remember, investments can go down as well as up. Happy listening. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of our Life Stages season on the Where Your Treasure Is podcast. In case you're new, I'm Bex Elder and I'm our resident question master. And I'm Simon Glazier, resident chartered financial planner and question answerer. And today's episode is all about retirement, which, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, means one, the act of leaving your job and stopping work, usually because you've reached a particular age, and two, the period of your life after you've stopped work, usually because you've reached a particular age. Simon, is this the kind of retirement we're talking about today? Indeed it is, although we will focus on the period of being retired rather than the moment in which you actually do the retiring. And could you give us a bit of a heads up about where we're going with today's conversation? Well, we talked last time about the process of getting ready for retirement, about working at increasing your personal pension provision, uh, making sure you maximise your state pension provision, about weaning yourself off income in the lead up to retirement, and about working out when you can afford to retire. So this week, we're going to talk about how to define your retirement, how to transition into retirement and indeed how to thrive in retirement. Okay, take it away with how to define retirement. Although to be honest, I think I did a pretty good job of doing that in our introduction. You did a very good job of uh, at least reading the dictionary definition of retirement. But I reckon I can add a bit of a nuance to uh, help our understanding. I think there are four factors that could come into play when defining for each individual what retirement is to them. Now, I say for each individual because retirement is different for each person. And understanding the person helps define their retirement. And then it helps them get the most out of it. I hear a list coming on. What are the four factors to consider? Uh, We are going to consider age, stage, health, and income. So age, start with age. Age isn't really a definition of retirement anymore. It used to be common for companies to have a compulsory retirement age, but now you can choose to work for as long as you like. Most people, however, would like to stop working at some point. The average age for women to retire in the UK is 64, and for men it's marginally higher, 65. Although the Office of National Statistics suggests that these ages might actually increase in the future as more people are working from home and could therefore remain in the workforce for longer. The next stage is actually called stage. And what I really mean is, at what stage in your working life are you? So for most people, a point comes where they can no longer do the job that they are employed to do. Now that might be because it's too physically demanding or in fact too intellectually demanding. Not everybody's body or mind can keep up with the demands of their role. So the desire to retire might be triggered by the challenges of actually just keeping going at work. Thirdly then, health. Poor health is an obvious factor that could trigger 
retirement. You might want or even need to keep earning an income. But if a health issue prevents you from doing so, then you may need to retire to access your pension income. But on the other hand, some people will choose to retire whilst they're still in good health because they want to maximise the amount of time they have in retirement to be active, to, to travel, to play a sport or even to learn a new skill. So health can be a positive or negative trigger to retirement. And then finally, I have put income. And by this, I mean both how much income you have, but also where it comes from. Now, in one of those senses of the word that you mentioned, Bex, retirement is when you stop earning an income from paid employment or from self-employment, and instead you start receiving it from pensions. Now, it's typical that income is less in retirement than when you're working. However, it is also possible to not have paid employment and yet not be retired either. So you might volunteer. You might be raising a family or caring for a family member. And you would consider yourself far too young to be retired. You might be living off savings or inherited wealth or living off a partner's income or investment income. Now, on the other hand, it's also possible to still be receiving money from employment and also from pension at the same time. Most people choose to access their pension because they've stopped working, but some people choose to access pension and keep working. And there are tax advantages and disadvantages to doing that. So retirement as a, a starting point and as a concept does depend very much on each individual person's situation and their needs. Defining retirement is not as straightforward as saying you're too old to work and in receipt of a pension. But most people do end up being too old to work and do end up in receipt of a pension. So there must be some kind of process that people go through to get there. And I give that process a name. I call it retirement transition. Most people only retire once. Uh, they work, they then decide to stop working, they retire and then they access their pensions, their investments and their savings to live off. But that decision to retire is very rarely an instantaneous one. Uh, for most people, during their working life, retirement is this future goal, something to aim for, something to work towards and certainly something to save towards as well. For those in their 20s, retirement is this distant land that just can't be imagined yet. But for those in their 50s and their 60s, it's an ever more present reality in their minds, all the time maybe, with a number of actually sometimes competing promises. So there's this promise of, oh, I'll have more time with my family. I'll have more time on the golf course. I'll have more time to travel. Then there's this promise of a time when the mortgages may be paid off. The children have left home and there are far fewer financial pressures. And for those that don't enjoy their job, there's this promise of a time when I can give up work completely. Uh, for those whose job is stressful, it's demanding. It's a time to relax and rest. But on the other side, there are some threats to retirement as well, actually. There's the risk of perhaps losing identity or social status, no longer being known as that businesswoman, that entrepreneur, the boss or, or a colleague. And of course, 
we also anticipate there's a reduction in income in retirement. We might have to cut back on some of life's luxuries. There might be a fear that comes in that, you know what, my pensions won't provide enough. It sounds to me like retirement is both attractive for some reasons and unappealing for others. Is that why some people end up retiring sooner and others later? The appeal wins out sometimes and other times not? I think so, yeah. Consider the compromises or the choices that you might have to make. So perhaps which is more important to you? Is it time or is it money? Now, clearly working longer means you will keep earning for longer. Your pension could end up being bigger. Plus, you'll have a shorter time in retirement. So the bigger pension has to pay out for less time. You'll get more money. But it's not that uncommon to hear of someone who ended up working for so long that by the time they had retired, they had little time left to enjoy life to the full. Now, actually, health is a very similar factor to time. Retiring sooner means less stress for some people, a healthier, potentially a happier retirement. But for others, that loss of purpose, and typically that's when your work is very closely aligned with your identity, that loss of purpose and identity can lead to mental health issues, perhaps anxiety or even depression. Now, whilst the idea maybe of spending more time with family is certainly appealing to many, it's also sometimes just too late to make the most of that. If children have now left home, potentially moved away, then there's actually less opportunity to spend time with them in later life. For others, however, the arrival of grandchildren comes with this desire, maybe also a pressure, to spend time with them. Many are the professional grandparents who are helping their now adult children by providing childcare on a regular basis to allow them, the children, to, to work, to pay the bills. And finally, for, for some, stopping work actually means losing some of their closest friends, almost their closest family. That could be their work colleagues, who they have spent so much time with for so long. So retirement is actually very rarely an easy decision to make. So how can people better transition into retirement? What have you seen working well for others? One of the advantages that I have in my career is that I have seen and I have helped many people retire. I've seen it done well and I've seen it done badly. So here are my top tips in preparation for retirement and in retirement transition. Number one, do not consider retirement the end of your career. See it instead as the start of a new phase in life. You have the opportunity to pick up maybe old hobbies or even learn new skills, to go places you've never had time to go to before. Really make the most of this new stage in life. Number two, don't wait until you have retired to do some of the things that you plan on doing in retirement. Now that might sound a bit weird, let me explain. If you love to travel... Start traveling more in the years leading up to retirement. Spend some of the money that you're earning now on travel, for example, rather than for saving it up for the future. Because to be honest, you don't know what the future holds. It might not work out the way you think it's going to. Number three, spend more time in the lead up to retirement doing things that you love. Your hobbies, sport, 
eating out or going out, maybe the cinema or theatre or concerts. That way, you'll kind of be relieved when you actually get around to retiring that you've got time and more time to do those things. For those people who have nothing apart from work, when they stop, they find it leaves a very big gap in their lives, which actually is quite daunting to fill. Number four, we're going to go now into post-retirement. Don't rush into commitments once you are retired. You will have the chance, yes, to kind of live life at a slower pace, spending more time making decisions and doing things. Don't commit to things too soon and get yourself too busy again. Enjoy the journey as much as the destination. Number five, do things sooner. I come across this one time and time again with people. Don't wait 10 years after you've retired to travel to that place you've desperately wanted to go to all your life or to replace the kitchen or even to move house. The sooner you do these things, the more value you get out of them. Now, especially if you're spending money from savings or from investments, it doesn't matter when you do it. There's no point in waiting. The money's already there. It's not going anywhere. But if you leave it too late to do things, you might find that you run out of health or you run out of time to live life to the full. Do things sooner. And finally, number six, build a routine. Without a workplace to go to five days a week, perhaps, there's a lot of time to fill in retirement. So deliberately choose to spend time doing things with other people. Do them regularly. Make it part of your new routine for life. Those sound like some really great suggestions, Simon. Do you think in general people transition into retirement well or do people need to think about it a bit more or a bit sooner? Well, people vary massively. But in general, I think that too many people see retirement as a time to stop working. That's their objective. And only then when they get there do they really think about how they're going to fill their time. The most successful retirements I have seen are those who have so much going on in their lives, so much social interaction, who are serving in church or with charities, who love spending time with a variety of people, that they just can't wait to have more time to do that kind of stuff. Within six months, they look back and they say, how did I even have time to work? And what about partial retirement? Is that a thing? It is indeed, sometimes called phased retirement. And that's where some people will stop working one day a week, two days a week, even three days a week in the years leading up to their, let's say, target retirement age. Now, this really helps with the emotional transition that they're going through. There's still a bit more time available to them during the working week, and there's a bit less money than they're used to earning. They're still seeing their work colleagues, so they still have that sense of identity related to their work. And there's lots of structure in their lives but also this growing sense of freedom, of relaxation, and of new opportunities. Phased retirement, for those who can get it, not everybody can, is generally a really good option, in my opinion. Excellent. And the last thing you said you were going to cover today was how to thrive in retirement. What are the key steps that people should consider to make the most of their retirement? Many of them are the extension of the transitioning into retirement steps. But in short, I'm going to put it like this. Do more of the things that you love to do with the people you like spending time with now. And the now is the key thing. 
in later retirement, one of the more common regrets is for things that they never quite got around to doing, the, the trips that were never taken, the friendships that were never quite rekindled. None of us know what our future holds. God does, we don't. And leaving it too long can mean that our very best intentions are robbed by circumstances totally beyond our control. From a financial perspective, there's also a very big shift in mindset that is required. Now, typically, people enter into retirement having spent the previous 10 years, 20 years, even 30 years putting money aside regularly so that one day they can afford to retire. Well, the one day has come. It's no longer a time to put money aside. It's been put aside. It's your money anyway. It's now time to use the resources that you have. You can't take anything with you. All you can do at this stage in life is to spend it or to give it away. We're running this season in parallel with season three, Practical Financial Planning, in which the next episode is all about accumulation strategy. I get the impression that this is very much linked to managing finances in retirement. It absolutely is. For most of our working lives, we are financially accumulating. Now, that might mean that we're accumulating possessions or we're accumulating capital in our houses by putting money aside to pay off the mortgage or or even to buy a house for the first time. We're accumulating by putting money into our pensions and we're accumulating by paying off debt. Because reducing debt is sort of the same as saving money up. We're better off if we owe less. Exactly. And for many people, entering retirement free of debt is a really wise objective. Many people, in fact, will use the tax-free cash from their pensions to pay off any remaining mortgage debt or personal loans that they have as they enter retirement. If that is a plan of yours, then clearly you need to have saved up even more in your pension so that what is left over after you've paid off any remaining debts is still enough to live off. Anyhow, back to accumulation. In the lead up to retirement, many people realise that actually they need to save more than ever before. So yes, they've been accumulating slowly. And then you have this big final push at setting aside as much money as possible into pension for those last few years. And that might be because, yeah, I've managed to get the mortgage paid off and the kids have left home. So there's a bit more money available and they put it into their pension so that they can retire a little bit sooner or with a little bit more. And maybe they have to overcome that saving habit They've been saving, saving, saving for so long. It's a big challenge to start spending their wealth. That might be their savings in the bank. It might be taking money out of their pensions or drawing down on their investments. You go from being a lifelong saver to being a lifelong spender in retirement. And that is quite hard for many people. Now, not only is that emotional transition significant but so is the practical one you have to kind of work out how long your money needs to last you and therefore how much of it you can afford to spend each year so the decumulation strategy episode in season three is a great place to go if you want to hear more about how to manage your money in retirement so as we begin to bring this conversation into land, I'd love to steer a little bit away from money and more towards the faith aspect of our podcast. 
So I know we've touched on this a little bit before in Where Your Treasure Is, but could you tell us about the biblical perspective of retirement? Well, the Bible doesn't say much specifically about retirement. So all I can really give you is my perspective on the topic, but let me tell you what it does say. In Numbers 8, the Lord says to Moses, This applies to the Levites. Men 25 years old or more shall come to take part in the work at the tent of meeting, but at the age of 50, they must retire from their regular service and work no longer. They may assist their brothers in performing their duties at the tent of meeting, but they themselves must not do the work. This then is how you are to assign the responsibilities of the Levites. That is the only actual mention of retirement in the Bible. So do you think that retirement isn't something we should do from a biblical perspective then? No, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. We have to take into consideration how different a world we live in. So life expectancy at the time of Jesus was in the 40s on average, and very old age was maybe in the 70s. Most people just didn't live long enough to retire. They probably kept working until they just couldn't anymore. And of course, there were no pensions in Bible times. Families lived together and they looked after each other. What I would suggest is that retirement in the modern context shouldn't just be a time to put your feet up and do nothing. And nor should it be a time to simply try and please yourself. Neither of these things would fit into the wider teaching on Christian living. I think there are a number of opportunities that open up during retirement, although not all of these will suit everybody. Number one, volunteer. If you've stopped earned employment and you now have an income from your pension and investments to live off, then you can serve your church or a charity that's close to your heart without needing to be paid. This will be a blessing both to them, but also to you in terms of that purpose, that routine, the relationships you'll develop, and your own health and well-being. Number two, give. And I'm not just talking about money here. Just as you can give your time by volunteering, you can also give your expertise, your wisdom, your experience, even your influence. Retirees will have gathered so much during their lives And to be honest, Bex, I think it's just a shame that so many of us in the younger generation, I'm grouping us together there, don't value how much they have to offer. And finally, number three, faith. Now is a time when you have, well, time. Time that you can spend on deepening your faith and relationship with God even more. It might be that your body is slowing down as you get older. But typically our brains slow down less quickly, so they're still active. God doesn't need you to do things for him. That's not what he primarily wants. What he wants is a relationship with you. And retirement is a great season to refocus on that. So in short, what I'm hearing from you today is that retirement is an opportunity to love God and love others in possibly new ways with fewer restrictions and commitments. I'm looking forward to it already. But retirement is also associated with, yes, getting older and the physical and maybe even the mental impact of that, which I think no one really looks forward to. Very wise, as always. Thank you again for another enlightening episode, Simon. We're drawing towards the end of our Life Stages season with just one more episode to go. 
end of life planning, which is all about planning our finances as we approach our final days on earth. We hope you'll join us then. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Free Range Podcasting. Let us take you where you and your podcast want to go.